Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. This is it. This is the week we start the official book five finale fight. It is going to take a while. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I'll just go ahead and welcome you into episode 214. Sometimes Ed is better. and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 214. We're about to start the final fight of book five, baby. Let you guys go in those other side rooms and fight the wood golems. No, thank you. Now you don't want to do that? I think that's what this party needs. It's all right. I'll bring him in at the end of the fight. <laughs> clean up. They're, they're coming in they to clean don't. up. The moment that Turner falls, you hear splintery footsteps coming down the hallway. You hear what sounds like the back room of a Home Depot. <laughs> Smells like one, too. (laughs) Mm. That's not the garden center back there. I think it's all the wood. But just as the wood golems approach, wood guy comes down the stairs ready to fight. (laughs) Do sex machina. Oh, boy. I guess we should get this party started. Haley, you drinking anything good over there? I am. So I've got a nice little big glass of water, but more importantly, I have a beatbox peach punch. I see you've frozen it for the occasion. So it's that's a slushy. slushy. It's very good. Yeah. By choice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They suggest that on the on it's, the beatboxes. It's a big part of their advertisements. They say, hey, this is just boozy enough that if you put it in the freezer, it won't freeze completely solid. It'll just freeze as a slushy. Oh, which honestly is a good play. You yeah, got to get they're like 12%. Yeah. Ooh, you got to get yeah. like the perfect ABV to do that. So good on them. So could Steve, you do that you with gotta, wine? You could do that with wine. Huh. Well, I think it depends on the. Uh, yeah, I've done that before an accident. All right, Griffin. Well, after I was rudely interrupted by Brooks, <laughs> um, hey. time to let you know what I'm drinking. This is a beer from Wolf's Ridge Brewing. It's called. Brain banger. It's cold IPA, 7% ABV. I'm trying to have fun tonight. All right. Speaking of someone who also looks like they're prepared to have fun, Emily, I see you have your your D&D sweater on that you made. I do. I'm hoping it helps me roll some uh, natural 20s during this session. We're going to need it. To go along with my sweater, I am drinking a Topo Chico margarita strawberry mm. hibiscus oh uh, yeah those are pretty good those are pretty good brooks you got anything to drink i do uh i also have the topo chico uh margarita seltzers but i couldn't decide which one so i need to ask the experts we've got prickly pear strawberry hibiscus and the tropical pineapple I think the prickly pear was the best of that group. Yeah, that was pretty good. I would. Suggest, I think they had the the original one. The original was actually was really good. Really, yeah. really good. 
Um, I think my yeah, least favorite is the is the pineapple, and that one's still pretty good. Right, and that still works. I um had to chug a prickly pear this weekend. Oh yeah, that's mm. a, that's it a was tough really call. unpleasant, and also I didn't know that's what I would have to do until the game started. It was, in fact, quite miserable. Yeah, play a little, uh, that, yeah. play a little survivor drinking game <laughs> this weekend. Six hours in the I sun. Barely survived. Yeah, it was, uh, there weren't too many that did survive. It was, uh, it's kind of like beer Olympics. Most sure. of the times were like beer Olympics. It was fun, mm. but that was that was dizzy bat. That was the start of dizzy bat. That I Ooh, had to nobody chug told oh. me that that's what we oh. were doing. They just said get another drink. They're a little and too I acidic did. to chug. Yeah. yeah, and I was like. Let me try a margarita seltzer for the very first time because I didn't try them when you guys had them. And so I picked out a prickly pear and I was like, oh, I'll enjoy this for my next little drinking game. I did not enjoy it. I did not. Was that the round you went out on? No, I was. They made it to the end. I made it to the end. They had to vote for me. And then um, the orange team voted for their team. Because I I wasn't there. I was uh, hanging out with my brother and my buddy Nick. And I get, I'm getting texts from Griffin and Haley. Like, hey, you guys gonna meet up with us later, or whatever. And one of the ones that I got from Haley's like, I think I'm gonna win this. And then like I five did. five minutes later, she's like, I didn't win. Now I'm just drinking. Uh, I didn't well, win. no, because I told you that uh-huh. I I didn't know what I would reply to you with if I won. <laughs> and I think I will win. And then I did not win. Well, so we had to go. We had to go into the bathroom, and and uh, one of them had a phone that you were supposed to record your like vote on, like like they do on Survivor, like where they go like mm-hmm. one at a time up to vote. Yep, <laughs> I voted for myself every time I had to vote. I was just like, <laughs> I'm ready to be part of the jury. <laughs> yeah, Griffin also was like, I want Haley to win this or something, and he made that very apparent. And then I watch very quickly as, by the way, there was another person's wife who was also in the running. I watch very quickly as he then erases his and writes his wife's name. <laughs> so I don't know who he was planning to vote for. But here, and because she, she like started glaring daggers at him when Griffin was like, yeah, so I voted for Haley because I want uh, I want Haley to win. Because, and that's what I said in my video and stuff, too. So he said all these sweet things. And then immediately the other girl starts glaring at her, <laughs> her husband. <laughs> the, winner, the winner won 25 bucks. So that that is deal. true, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, the winner of this fight doesn't win 25 bucks. Well, I'm out. They, they win the right to continue to book six. <laughs> and if none of you make it, I guess it's the neutral interlude party that's going <laughs> to Then we have to give you 25 bucks. Then you have to give me 25 Kill bucks. Kill off all characters. <laughs> Shoot. Then I get to take Ed Turner to book six. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess Brooks is coming out on top either way. This one. If you take Ed Turner to book six, can I play the uh, the worm that walks with spiders? You can. You know, like the stat block. <laughs> you can. <I'm> <laughs> oh boy! So I think I think we have to uh, see what I'm drinking here because I have the Patreon beverage this week, and I'm having a peanut butter cup shot. So it's a shot. It was suggested by Random Lad eighty eight, and it is half an ounce of cream to cacao, half an ounce of screwball, and half an ounce of bourbon. Doesn't smell bad. I mean, you got the peanut butter whiskey. You got the, um, I guess, chocolate. I think so, is it yeah. like a chocolate liqueur and then bourbon? I don't really know why you need the bourbon here, but uh, we'll give it a go. Oh, that's very pleasant. 
Yeah, no part of that's bad. Hell yeah. So nice. I'd do that again. I think the, the worst part is maybe the bourbon on the back end. So just do 50-50 of the other two. Mm-hmm. That'd be a real pleasant shot. But I'm having a black cherry high noon as my, um, I guess, now main drink. Since yeah. That was a shot. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. So we have to roll off. Steve and I are out. Yep. So that means... Um, Brooks has to win it all for us again. All right, boys. There's no pressure here. No but, pressure. Um, <laughs> no pressure at all. I'll be really disappointed. Just, I was just going to change my opinion of the way the fight's going to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, not either way, Brooks, you know, you'll be fine, but it's just, it's really a f- reflection on the girls of whether, whether I'm going to have to focus fire or not. I mean, Brooks probably going to stay in with my role because I got a six. I got a three. Oh. Oh, oh. oh no. Well. I, I got an 11. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. yes. The boys are still in it. <laughs> still with, in but that means yep. Haley's one step closer as well, which we never want. Nope. It's the worst case Ontario right there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when last we left our heroes, they ventured down into the basement of the Abbey of St. Lemurin and entering through the smugglers tunnels, they approached a dark temple and from the back of the temple further than they could see Tumbe called out for his daughter and she did respond however she was being guarded by a vampire that was wearing kind of all of the iconography of Iomide looked to be a former paladin and as the party approached he recognized their their I, I am Medean weapons and kind of warned them to hold or he would be forced to attack and explain the situation. Uh, the party ganged up on him and pinned him mostly through the help of their new air elemental ally. And they were able to administer a blood brew elixir to break him of his domination from his creator, Ed Turner. Then Kizza got a little uh started little, acting yeah, out a little started bit. acting out <laughs> rebellious um, acting a little rebellious started controlling Matumbe and uh, attempted to get blood brew elixir of her own but was talked down the paladin introduced himself as Halloran and offered to aid the party in their fight against Ed Turner and the witches of this abbey the group entered the next room, which led to uh, this kind of pentagram on the floor, this throne room ahead of them. And they saw Ed Turner and this large worm that walks shaped like a hag. And they also encountered a man with two katanas made out of blood who spoke to Air Bear, threatening to kill him uh, in the name of the Night Harrows. Turner spoke his part. Uh, he's pretty pissed that you guys made him burn down his uh, shop. And uh, now I need us to roll for initiative. Let's go. Notably, don't see the other witch. Hmm. All right. Air Bear. So with a 15 on the die, that is a... 31. 31. Oh. Very solid. Do you want Halloran 
Yeah, give me give me Hallorin's. Hallorin got a natural 20 for a 27. 27. Very nice. Eclipse. Well, Eclipse and Rune rolled the same thing on the die, a 13, which mm-hmm. means Eclipse got a 15. Okay. And Rune, I assume, got higher. Like, significantly higher, a 24. How about the tombs? 23. 23, not bad. You guys are kind of ready for this, it seems. How about Quinley? Quinley got a 20. What's Quinley's mod? 10. Okay. Uh, Uska? 17. It is, is... Oh, never mind. I got a 15. I was going to say, is your modifier higher oh. than two? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Markarth? 24. 24. Rune got a 24 as well. Right? Or did she get a 23? She got a 24, yeah. 24. So what's Markara's modifier? Plus 17. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a plus 11, so. Going first in that scenario. I thought I was doing good. <laughs> Generally, yes. So we're going to start combat here. Air Bear is the first to act. Now, as you look into the room, Air Bear, this kind of central hall-looking thing, this kind of 10 foot wide flanked on both sides with like a circle at the end that's a slightly raised uh, platform that all of your enemies are standing on it's it's merely a step up it's not difficult terrain really okay. uh, and there are candles kind of all surrounding it and then the, the that leads up to the pentagram in the middle of the room I think first off our bear will say it's is a fight that you want. It is a fight you will get. Stop up then. And so he is going to uh, activate his challenge against his uh, former instructor. He is going to move up to the I guess, stage to the, uh, I guess, very very edge of the stage where there's a little bit more more foot room where he is challenging him and ready in action to attack as soon as he is able and that okay. is his turn oh boy this will be good is it well i'm not sure because it is ed turner's turn so i think the first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to give my group blessing of fervor ah and then I'm going to go ahead. Oh, that's big. Oh, that's real big. Okay, that's everybody. So I need will saves from the group. Everybody but uh, Rune, which it wouldn't have mattered because it's channel negative energy. He is using uh, something similar to what Freya had, I think. Maybe a ring that lets him swift action it. So it's everyone but Rune, right? Everyone but Rune, and it does include Markarth here. Oh, man. I really, really need to save this. If this is channel negative, this shouldn't hurt our vampires, right? Oh, my God. Right, it won't okay, hurt quickly. Cool. Good. Because I didn't think a 19 was going to do it. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. This is Ed Turner or one of his minions. That would be a 20. Uh, that being said, Matumbe did get a 28. Okay. Matumbe, you'll take half damage. Okay. Eclipse got a 31. You will take half damage. Uska is thankfully immune to negative energy right now. Yes, you are. Uh, But Markarth only got a 16. 
fail. Halloran doesn't have to. He's a vampire. All right. That's good. That's good. Error didn't do so good. I rolled a one. Oh. Okay. Mm. So uh, those of you that failed are taking 26 points of negative energy damage. Those of you that succeeded are taking um, 13. Deathless armor, platoon base taking three. Nice. And this would go around the DR slash that Markarth has? Yes. Okay. So DR only applies to physical damage. Okay. Thank you. Next in the order, you see what appears to be an intangible barrier spring up right here. Of course. Separating the entire party from Air Bear. Mm. Well, nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, but you never know. And then you hear some uh, cackling from the back of the room. Next in the order is Halloran. All right. So, Head Turner has damaged his allies. So, he is going to uh, use his ability to smite Head Turner as a swift okay. action. As, and this barrier is uh, making me maybe rethink his ability to uh, give half of his smite bonus to his allies, but... Yes, so that allows you to do that to allies within 30 feet. But this barrier is... Is this a see-through? Or uh, is this transparent? You can see through it. Yep. Okay. So then with that, I do believe that the uh, vindictive smite will... If it's an enemy you can see, then yes. Uh... The only other rider on the on the other part is that they have to be within 30 feet. With that, he would do that, even though Bear Bear did just uh, activate his challenge against... Well, hey, that still Bear. gives not still just good. Air Bear that bonus. That gives everybody in your party that bonus because they are within 30 feet of you. Oh, yeah. So if anybody attacks Ed Turner now, they get a plus three on all of their attacks and a plus four on all of their damage from the Vindictive Smite. Unless you have a swift action, I believe that's Halloran's turn. Or no, you did swift action smite, right? Yes. Move action to uh, share it. So he is going to, I guess, ready if the wall comes down. or He's going to use his standard action to run up into combat with Ed Turner. Sure. Markarth. This barrier in front of us is see-through, but we can still feel its presence if Markarth looks up to the ceiling does the wall completely yes it, it appears to go floor to ceiling here so it has enough space to do so ceilings are roughly 30 feet high here he doesn't have to have spellcraft does he nope I was just checking <laughs> Holleron did if he has spellcraft you could roll a spellcraft real quick for me Brooks if you want please and thank you he's got an 18 18, he's not sure what this does. Um, the only thing he senses being this close is that it seems intangible. I can't seem to get through. But yes, now it is Markarth's turn. Eclipse is dying at the back. Probably knows exactly what this is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Markarth does not know what is going on, but tells there's a barrier. No one has interacted with the barrier yet. So I think that's what 
I guess he could ready an action, but we're trying to get some more information on this. So I think he would move up five feet. And then is he within 15 feet now of the wall? Because it's kind of like in a square. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So he took a five foot step Mm -hmm. and then tries to slam the wall. Sure. Go ahead. All right. That is. It's a DC five to hit the wall. Uh, way, way over that. I rolled an 18. Yeah. Yeah. Can you make me a will save? Ooh, okay. Or actually, hold, hold please. Okay. Let me just double check. That's the correct save. Yeah, generally not a good idea to touch. If he gets like phantom. Fortitude save. Apologies. Oh, well, that's much better. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I doubt this is a fear effect. It is not. That is a 26. Okay, he is permanently blinded. God damn it. I have suspected that that could be the case. It is a good thing he has blind fight. There you go. I'm really sorry, guys. I I mean, it's not like you would have known. Yeah. How many things have we had that once you interact with them, they're an illusion? So many. Yeah, or like a wall of force or something. Ex- yeah, exactly. exactly. Especially without like spellcraft or Halloran couldn't figure it out. There's no reason this wouldn't be a wall of force. Mm-hmm. Well, he's definitely not going to hit again. I guess hit his he could ready an action. I mean, he's blind now, but with the final action, ready an action to hit if someone hits him. Okay. Or like he, if he knows where an enemy is, he would... He could attack them. Does Uska got any more than the, the spell magic? Let me check. Okay. Yeah, 26 is a pretty high fort save. I don't think a lot of us are going to be making mm-hmm. that. <laughs> well, we don't know what the save is. We just know that that failed. Oh. How much Oh, we know True. 26 fails. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, I have one dispel magic. Okay, so if we're if we're gonna allow Markarth to ready, then if he notices an enemy near him, I'm gonna say that's gonna be if he gets hit. Okay, that's fair. Because he has allies all around him, so yeah. if he just like feels somebody near him, I feel like he would be swinging on friends. Normally, a blind character can't take an attack of opportunity, but in this case, because you're readying an action for a certain trigger. I'm going to say the trigger is you getting hit. Okay. Rune. Rune has no way of seeing if she's blinded. Like, there's no way around it. So that sucks. I don't have a way of increasing my fortitude save. Either way, though, she's going to swift action channel a spirit of a bear this time. And then uh, she is going to look to, I guess, uh shoot at Ed because she can do that like four times. She's going to go ahead and use silver arrows because that's a vampire thing, right? Yep. Okay. All right. How about a 30? Oh, wait. This is against Ed, so I get an extra three. Extra plus three. Yep. Oh yeah. 36. Does not hit. Concern. So neither of my first two sets of arrows go. So I'm going to be on a hope and a prayer for the rest. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. Okay. Full attack. That's it. Yep. Um, I'm going to say anyone with spellcraft at this point, you know, Mark Harth would say, I just went blind. Mm-hmm. 
uh, would know that this is a wall of blindness deafness. So Matumbe, you know this. If Rune had it, you would know this is a wall of blindness deafness. Matumbe, you know this is a wall of blindness deafness, and you can yep. shout that out. Do not go through the wall or what may happen to Makarath may happen to you. Uska, can you take down the wall? I'll do my best. Then I will do my best to wait. Okay, I so delay you're going to delay till after Uska. Yeah. Am I safe thinking that Quinley will do the same? Good idea, big guy. I'll wait too. So I'm going to have Quinley delay till after Matumbe, if, yep. that, if that works. Oh boy. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and start my challenge on Air Bear. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. The challenges are good, dude. I know they are. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Because this was Air Bear's instructor, does he explain to him how he's going to take him down? Is that where Air Bear learned it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. He's just kind of like, so when I stab you in the back of the leg, you are going to fall and I will push you into the candle. Uh, he's actually going to move um, off and around here, I think. So he's moving around, but essentially he's going to be to the side of you, Air Bear. Okay. You do get an attack because you readied an action to attack when he approaches. Oh, hell yeah. Starting off much better with a natural 20 on the die for okay, 41. Um, yeah, I'm going to cancel that. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So regular hit. There's a regular hit. Oh, it sucks when I use that against you, huh? Well, it was going to happen more than once. It's okay. It's okay. That is 36 damage. 36 damage is pretty good damage. Let's see. So your weapons, remember, we did change to uh, bludgeoning. So that should all go through. Yes. Thank you for that. Now he is going to attack you. Okay. I do have my cloak of... Oh my goodness. Yeah, but I think he's going to attack with his heart-seeking katana. Oh, you get around the blur. Yeah, baby. Okay, okay. All right, that's a 35. Yes. Okay, you're going to take 21 points of regular damage and two points of persistent bleed. 25? 25 and two? 21 21 and two. two. Perfect. And let me just double check that nothing happens now that you are in all the blood that he kind of shoots out. Oh. So, nope, because you didn't walk into it, uh, you're fine. He walked over to you. So if you walked into it, it would be more like a grease spell. Uh, but he walked over to you, so you're fine. That is his turn, however. And so it is now Uska's turn. All right. At the start of Uska's turn, Air Bear heals five hit points. Oh, fantastic. And my bleed condition goes away. That lifelink, I think, is going to come in handy. Yeah. Next up, Uska is going to try to take out this wall. Okay. <sighs> I don't have any cards. So this is going to be a d20 plus your caster level against... Uh, 11 plus the caster level of the effect. And you're targeting the wall, so there's no other caster level things that could come into play here. Oh, I have a neutral hero card. And for the the neutral hero card, is that a plus five? 
Yes, okay. plus five. And I'd have to decide if I wanted to use that before I roll. Yes. Or you could just walk through my wall. Right. I'll just walk right <laughs> through my wall. Far be it for me to tell you what That's to do, plan. but like, I think this is our only shot at taking the wall down. Yeah. Nobody else has to spell. Okay. I am going to use my neutral hero card then. All right. And it was a good thing I did. Let's see if this will be enough. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, don't, don't tell me the answer yet because I might uh, twist. You might do your little yep, thing. Yeah, twist fate a bit. Twist fate. But I'm running out of them because I've been using them so much. <laughs> They've They're been good. clutch. All right. So I got a 24. And the save is 11 plus the spell's caster level, which if it was like cast at like a higher level or something. Because right now, if it was a 13th level, caster level meets mm-hmm. beats. It'd be good. It'd be meets beats, yeah. I would say that you need extra. He could have empowered it or something. Do I give it one or two? I only have two left. I, I don't know. Do you, do we really think anything in this room, with the exception of Turner, has more than 13 caster levels? My my gut says probably not. Agreed. That's where I'm at. So you think I would have it already? Or this? if, if anyone's going to be above, it would be him? We know it didn't come from him, right? Because he did a bunch of oh, other shit. That's right. We- you do know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you presume it didn't come from him because he came over and like channeled, and yeah. you didn't see a wall up after he channeled. That's right. And we heard the cackling from the back of the room. I forgot about that. I was thinking Ed Turner was the one that cast this, but yeah, you're probably right. He, he's going to be the highest caster level, so I'm going to leave it as is with a 24. 24 brings down the wall. <gasps> yeah. Let's go. Uh, and then final move action. Uska is going to fly up into the air and kind of diagonal to end up uh, 10 feet off the ground. Okay. Oh, yeah. With the wall down, can Holleron uh, move up? Yep. He says, uh, with this down, I'll be able to get to you no problem. I don't know. How did he sound? Just like a deep hero voice. I'm a deep hero. I'm a deep. <laughs> but I'm no dark hero. Like Quint. He's a real hero. He's a real dark hero. It is Matumbe's turn. All right, so Halloran is now threatening Ed Turner just in front of them. They have Air Bear going mano a mano with his old mentor. Who does Matumbe go for? I mean, why am I even asking myself? It's going to be the person that gave drugs to his kid. So he's going to move 15 feet up directly into Turner's face. And with a mighty roar... He is going to go ahead and swing with the Book of the Raven. Okay. All right, here we go. Oh. Okay, that is going to be a 33, which I think we established does not hit. Correct. All right, that is his turn. I didn't do anything else. All right, Quinley. Quinley can go up and also attack... Our friend Ed Turner, but there's virtually no chance that he's going to hit unless he does something a little off kilter here. So let me confirm this that my understanding of this is correct, Griffin. <laughs> now, 
I want to use Quinley's new feat, the canny tumble feat. He has 30 feet of movement. When you're moving in such a way to avoid an attack of opportunity, move at half. But is that only for the part that you're trying to move through? Like it's like I can move regular speed up to him and then my moves count as double when I get up close? Or is it halfway all the way up to I him? Does that make sense? In, I think in first edition it's halved the entire time. Oh, that is I don't think it's punishing. like in 2E where you have the... But everyone has haste, so that's fine. Oh, well... Yeah, you guys hasted when you went into the room. I did not mark that on my sheet, which was foolish. Oh, God. All right. Don't worry. You still wouldn't have hit with me too many. I'm well aware. Thank you. <laughs> Quinley, in that case, is going to do exactly that. He is going to use his full complement of movement to get all the way around flanking Ed Turner with Halloran and attempt to use the canny agility to tumble through those spaces. Does a 30... Or beat his CMD. Turner's CMD. Let's take a look. Let's say probably. Yes. Awesome. Okay. That means that now that he's flanking, he can attack once. And Turner is denied his dex modifier to his AC. Very That's cool. fine. He doesn't really have one. Listen, <laughs> I'm in the business of getting as much help as I can. Don't think it's going to matter because I am not breaking out of the 20s there with that roll. No, that's so. not going to matter. That's his full movement. Okay. Eclipse. Eclipse is going to fly up and then fly back down. So she's only five feet above the ground, I guess. And she's going to be then diagonal with Air Bear flanking with Air Bear. To come down next to him will trigger an attack of opportunity. To come down to be hovering five feet above? Yes. Because mm-hmm. I am entering a threatened square? You need to come through a threatened square to be five feet diagonally up. So right? if I go up and do a triangle? What's your fly check? I have perfect fly. Uh, uh, if you have perfect flight. And I have 90 feet of flight. Then you're probably So okay. I can just do a... Tr- that's what I was thinking. Just do a quick little A-frame dealio here. Go up, go down. Mm-hmm. And I have a plus 23 to fly if you need that. Okay. Now that I am uh, flanking and I, as much as I wanted to go hit Ed with the bonus that I get, I think everybody probably would like some help. I'm going to try and hit his, his old master. Okay. I am going to turn on power with Okay. Give me my hands. 38. 38 will hit. And is this an undead creature? It is. It would have been 39 then, but... Okay. So six of the bane damage. And then that's a total of 30 damage. And I also did cast that versatile weapon, so I do both. Sounds good. He is the only damage combatant right now. And it is now this horrifying spider swarm hag's turn. So I'm going to move here. And I'm going to go ahead and make an attack at Quinley. Oh, it's unnecessarily harsh. He'll be fine. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna go ahead and... Are you trying to demoralize Rune? Throw some power attack on this. Draw Rune's fire. 
Okay, that is a 37. That would hit. Let's see displacement. Uh, oh, wow. She is... She has Trucy. Well, the equivalent, she has Blindsight, so she's good. Gotcha. Um, I think. I think displacement doesn't do anything for that. It's it's Blink that would still do something if I... Mm-hmm. But yeah, she doesn't have eyes to see. So. Yeah. Um, so she's going to get you with that. That's going to deal... 25 points of damage, and then um, she's going to get a free grab attempt. Oh, what? That is a 42. Oh, yeah. So you're grabbed, so here's what I'm going to do. I get to move you adjacent to me into any square that is by me, and so I'm going to go ahead and move you here. All right. And... uh, for reference, that's very far away from yeah, the Yeah, so I, I took Quinley and moved him to the other side of this large creature. And and now, I think what's going to happen is, as a swift action, I'm going to use my squirming embrace. Oh, gross. So she, like, sends some of her spiders all over Quinley, and they begin to devour him from her grasp. This deals 26 points of damage, and I need you to make me a fortitude save. Oh. Guys, I think Quinley's going to die in this fight. That was as much damage as she did to uh, like her attack. That is so much. All right. Fear, disease, mind affecting. I'm assuming none of those. Uh, let me double check. Let me double check. What does this count as? No, it's, it's, it's distraction ability. Okay. It's just... Ooh, I uh, I actually got a 31. 31. You are not nauseated. Ooh, good. Good. Because <laughs> then it would definitely be over. Now it just probably is. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Quinley is in the embrace of this formerly Annis hag and just like, oh, it's it's really going to be rough. I mean, that was... That was not a full attack, right? That was just an attack. Yeah, he's he's bloodied, right? Like, that's yeah. the problem. Air Bear, it is your turn. All right. Well, on the other side of the map that where Air Bear is, uh, there's a lot of blood go- going on over here, too, but not from not too much from him. So he is finally face-to-face and is going to full attack. All right. Let's, let's have it. 37. That is a hit. Meets beats. Oh. Alright, well, that is a critical threat because it has to be. Okay. Do we say 37 meets beats? Yes. Yeah. And then I got two 36s and a 22. Okay. Now, the only thing, I don't want you to get upset, but because of the challenge and stuff, it's mm. like it's swinging yep. for yep. Air Bear compared to everyone else. Okay, so, so you got me with a crit threat, right? Mm-hmm. I can't because I've already used an immediate action. I cannot. Is it meets beats even with flank? Oh, oh, no. Flank. Yeah, with <gasps> flank, those 36s. Just want to make sure we don't oh. forget about this. Yeah. There we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I know for a fact that in order to get. Just gave you two extra hits. Yeah. And in order to get there, if I needed a 16 to get to 37, that means the other two were crits as well. 
Okay, roll to confirm all of this. Do I get the flank bonus to confirm as well? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yes. The, then I only got one confirm. But that's good. Fair enough. That's, uh, yeah. Alright, I will do my next attacks. Well, a 1, an 11, a 9, and a 1. None of those. Okay. Two hits and a crit, it sounds like. Yes. 143. 143, solid damage. Dang. With three hits? Yeah. Two hits, one Two crit. Two hits, one crit, yeah. That's, that was for using me all those years. All right. It is Turner's turn. He does see his buddy in trouble. He does realize that there is a divine caster in the back. Hmm. He's got a lot of options. He's got this dude that won't leave him alone right in front of him. <laughs> been six seconds. I don't know if that qualifies as won't leave him alone. Well, he clearly was trying to get to you with uh, with your daughter, but... I forgot we ran into this this person like three times already. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a long story history with him. He's got to trust his buddy to take care of Air Bear, I think. Matumbe, make me a fortitude save. All right. Here we go. Okay. That is a 22. Hold on a second. There's no way a 22 passes. Hell, even if I roll max, there's a chance that 28 doesn't pass. But no, I, I got to leave it at 22. Okay. You're sure. <laughs> All right. Am I being baited or not? Um, Matumbe, you take 130 points of damage. All right. Oh. All right. That is a lot. How does that oh. look? As the spell destruction is cast on you, and this bolt of energy fires out of Ed Turner's hand and into you. And we see like your skeleton underneath your skin, mm -hmm. and your skin begins to like crackle and blacken. And that's what happens. It doesn't kill you, does it? With two hit points left, it does not. Oh. So, uh. So that's a pretty desperate situation. Oh, bad. If, if you die to this, mm -hmm. the only way to be brought back is true resurrection. So, Which we uh, don't have, yep. I suppose you had just enough hit points to survive that. Is is that permadie or like drop below zero would have done that? Drop below, so you, you, well, you're you good by what? like Deathless armor saved my soul. Yeah. Because if I took the full 10 from earlier, oh boy. Yeah. The full 13. Be dead. Ow. Okay. <gasps> you had about a 50-50 shot on saving on that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Uh, he five-foot-step. He did that. I think right now he, like, he may have something he can do here, but he is just shocked that you're not Ash right now. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, that, that bolt collides into Matume's chest, and he feels his essence being torn apart by that destruction spell, but he's still just staring, like, fire at, at Ed Turner not not even blinking although he is almost on, on death's door that is insane okay 
Got the big guns here. That's a level seven cleric spell, folks. Oof, oh, baby. Kind of terrifying. For those of you outside of the spread that I just put on the map, so Quinley and Eclipse see the witch up in the air appear beyond the pentagram deeper into the room. However, this dark cloud rolls over the party. I need Air Bear, Matumbe, Uska, Rune, and Markarth to make me fortitude saves. And Uska is 10 feet up off the ground. Does that... Okay. Yeah, it's like a 20 foot wide, 20 foot high cylinder. All right. Any uh, hot, cold, or suffocation related items? Let me double check on the suffocation here. Because uh, then I'm also going to ask about disease and mind affecting. Okay. This is conjuration. It is. It's not mind affecting. I don't believe it's disease. I think it is poison. If you have a bonus against poison. No, but uh, Rune got a 34. Okay. 34 saves. Air Bear is going to use his, a point of resolve here. Okay. What you got for me? 28. Okay. That succeeds. Markarth is soaking up all of my bad saves. I rolled a one, but <laughs> Markarth is immune to poison. Then I believe he is immune to this. Yes. Let me double check, but I think he is immune to this. Fantastic. I feel less bad now. <laughs> And then Uska got a natural 20 uh, oh. for a 34. Yes. Okay. Yes, this is Conjuration Creation Poison. All right. Matumbe's in this. I really, really, really don't want to spend my immediate action because I think that pretty much means that I can't do the next thing that I want to do, which means that Quinley's probably going to die this turn. But I gotta do it because that's just a little low, and I'm way too low on hit points to gamble. And I maxed it. So what did I say? 23, 29. 29. We'll see if that was enough. So everyone has saved, so they take half. Tombe, half of one is one. You take <laughs> one point of con damage. Oh, well, that's great. So that's uh, gonna put you down. Definitely. Wait, one point of con damage? No, I don't. You only, oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, need, you only yep, go down yep. if it's two. <laughs> you only go down if it's two. Um, Rune is, is again going to be one. Air Bear is going to be one. And Uska is going to be two. Is this an energy drain from this? This is constitution damage okay. from the cloud kill. Uh, Halloran doesn't take anything because he is undead, it is only living creatures. Then I'm going to go ahead and fight for float and cackle. And it is Halloran's turn. Halloran doesn't mind this cloud. Griffin, does this cloud also... Block vision, yes. yes. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So you can see uh, someone that is five feet next to you in the cloud. Otherwise, they are totally concealed. They are just partial concealment if they're five feet away from you. So, like, you can see Matumbe and Air Bear. Mm -hmm. You know that they're there. And since he is just five feet away from the edge of the cloud, if he were to take a five-foot step up, he could still see Ed Turner. 
And yes, so he could. That is fantastic. That is what he will do. Take a five foot step up and full attack at Ed Turner. All right. Oh, not great. 36, 39, and a 36. So none of those will hit, which means you don't trigger the protective luck. Wow. Bada boop. Let me see. I just want to make sure that Hero Lab added all of my. All of your goodies. You should be, I believe, at your first attack at a plus 30 to hit. Okay. Yep. With uh, Smite on. Then that is perfect. Hero Lab did that just as intended. My roll, however, uh, was not there. Disappointing. I will get it next time. (laughs) Where is my dark hero? I believe with that, it is Markarth's turn. Markarth, permanently blind. So Markarth cannot see what's going on in front of him, but I'm sure he can hear that there is combat going on, but he has no hope of actually distinguishing enemies from his friends. Mm -hmm. But one thing he can do is just move forward and try to like move until he provokes someone attacking him and then he knows where an enemy is because they will have attacked him if that so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you a pro tip because this is something Uska would know if Uska shouted out there is a bank of fog that just rolled in please 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 you Maka know as, a, as an elder air element with well, that winds he could you know, that would require... You, he he has no control of what else he picks up in this. If he does his whirlwind ability, even for just a round, uh, an elder air elemental creates, like, extreme wind conditions, so would disperse this cloud. Yeah, you said the ceilings are about 30 feet tall, so yes. he would be 15 feet wide at the ceiling, um, but then he tapers down to... Uh, only five feet. Can Uska yell at him to go straight diagonal like <laughs> towards the other wall, I guess? I don't know if she can give good directions that way. I mean, she could probably tell him, like, go diagonally till you hit the other wall. Yes. Sure. Uska calls out to him to We need you to clear this fog. Makath, can you blow it away? Move diagonally till you hit the other wall. Just off of my voice. Yeah, but make sure you go real straight, cause I'm pretty pretty close if I remember right. Alright, now he's heard uh <laughs> Rune's voice too, so he can try to maneuver through. And it's a standard okay. action, I believe, to activate his whirlwind ability. And then he can move at half speed as a blinded creature, which is still Yeah, which is still plenty of speed. So he has blind fight, so he would not have to make an acrobatics check to move at full speed. I guess oh, it doesn't matter because yes. it's yeah, not very he, far, but yeah, it's not very far. But yeah, if, if he has that, he's he's actually good to go. So, uh, so yeah, he can he can move, and because he creates a strong wind or better, that cloud is now dispersed, which is fortunate for you guys because it's only going to stick around, and that allows Rune to see. Yes, it does, which is a big deal. So, Rune, you're up. Swift action, Ranger focus on Ed. All right, my first one's a 41. Okay, that would hit, but protective luck. 37. That does not hit. Okay. 
My next one is a 43. Protective luck. And that's a crit threat. Which one was lower? 43. Ah, uh, yes, 43. 43 does hit. Okay. Okay. So I have one hit. I'm... Oh, shoot. I already rolled that one. That's a 46. Protective luck. 40. Miss. Okay. That was my first three shots. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and do my other two shots. Okay. Okay. Now that you know his AC is 41, if you get a 41 or higher, roll again. Wow. He's got the book of buffs, baby. Yeah, so I'll roll again. And that also hits 41 exactly. Okay. So now I'm going to roll my last one. So I get two hits right now. And that won't hit. So I have two hits. Uh, does the fire damage matter? Uh, yes. Okay. Do you know, so I'll give them to you all at once. Give it to them. 62 points of damage. And those would be silver arrows. And you only take out DR once. Gotcha. It is Air Bear's Master's turn. I need... Reflex saves from Eclipse, Air Bear, Halloran, and Markarth. Blur would have nothing to do with this, right? Right, it's an area of effect. And Markarth on the ground is only five feet in size, if that matters. That should okay. be fine. Should still get him. 33. 33 is good, and he's immune to poison, so he's good for the other part of it. Yeah, I unfortunately only have a 19 unless this is fear, mind affecting, uh, disarm, or steel, and shadow. Yeah, so the grease causes you to drop your axe uh, as he spurts blood around. I need you to make a fortitude save. Natural 20. Okay, you're good on that part. Air bear rolled poorly and ended up with a 27. 27, he's still good, but I do need a fortitude save. Okay, and Halloran, got a 21. Halloran drops his sword, uh, and, well, I guess Eclipse is um, is in the air, so this wouldn't happen to Eclipse. Halloran goes prone as well, as if he has failed entirely from being completely coated in grease. Uh, so he's prone, and he drops his weapon. Oof. Does he need a fortitude save as well? Is he immune to poison? Yes. No. So he's good. Uh, Air Bear just needs one. Natural 20. Natural 20. So you're good from the blood effect. He's going to then take a five-foot step back, knowing that you won't be able to follow him with a five-foot step because of all the difficult terrain he has created. Uska. Uska knows that Matumbe is holding on by just a thread. He must be looking pretty nasty. Um, but can she do a heel check on Air Bear just to get an idea of where he's at? Sure. But before that happens, I always forget this, Air Bear heals five hit points and so does Quinley. Is Quinley still in your range? It's 100 feet, yes. Yeah, then he's still good. Oh, if only I had saved this for an attack. That was a natural 20 for a 41. What was uh, that for? Heal check on Air Bear. How are you looking, Brooks? A dismal 99. You have 99 hit points right now? Yeah. 
Oh, that's pretty good. Damn. <laughs> yeah. At least 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, feeling pretty good. All right. Armed with that knowledge, Uska is going to move right up to Matumbe and she drops down. Um, so she's not uh, at ground level, but low enough she can reach him. And then she casts Cure Critical Wounds on him, saying, Hell yeah. Can't have you out of the fight yet. That is 35 points of healing to Matumbe. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Nice. And that's going to be her whole turn. Moved up and cast a spell. All right, Matumbe. Okay, Matumbe, freshly reinvigorated by Uska, turns back to her and says, You will make your mother very proud when you return home to her. And takes a five-foot step up and hasted full attacks on Ed Turner. Okay. I got three attacks. I got three die here. I'm just going to roll them all at once. Like, if I got to re-roll again, that's fine. I have two at my highest BAB, which are going to be my two plastic die, and then my metal's going to be my third. Okay. First attack is a 38, which wouldn't hit, and I did an immediate action, so my inspired, I don't think I can do that. One second, let me double check. Yeah, that's not a swift action. I can I can roll it on there. All right, he's going to throw inspiration on that 38 to see if he can bump it up to the... Uh, do you want to use the inspiration or do you just want to roll twice and if you get way worse, oh, oh, don't oh, use it? Very fair point. Getting a little ahead of myself. <laughs> I rolled way worse. Yeah, okay. All right, the next one's not going to hit. And then the final one, 16 on the die. I still don't think that's going to do it that would be at a plus 21 but with a 16 that comes out to a 37 doable with an inspiration so let's see if I roll way worse I did okay alright well that was fun so you take some swings actually you know what I'm gonna roll fucking knowledge check on him to bank <laughs> an inspiration die for later sure. uh, I rolled low don't care I know he's a vampire so I bank three on him alright and I had already rolled on Air Bear's Master before. I banked a four on him. Worm that walks, I think I rolled. You rolled it like at some point. I don't know yeah. if you rolled inspiration on it, if you just want to toss it in. Just toss it Did on there, sure. Did you do it on the witch? Two, and definitely not on the witch. She's just like, a, a from what I know, a vampire with witch levels, right? Mm. Okay. So then that would be a four on that. Cool. I got, I'll write those down. Those are banked. Cool. Uh, Quinley is currently grabbed. Just one second while I write that down so I don't forget it later. How is Quinley's escape artist? Escape artist isn't great, but his CMB is okay, especially with the grapple. Uh, I'll let um, you know the exact number in a minute. Well, so I was just curious if uh, should Rune be using Liberating Command? If she has space, actually. Alright, it is Quinley's turn. He is currently grabbed by... Uthi. Uthi. No good. And he could attack her three times, but doing that would be certain death. So I think he has to... Honestly, fucking doing anything is almost certain death. 
What do you all think? Should he escape or try to? Or just try to wail a little bit before she takes him out? I mean, if he escapes, then he's breaking whatever chain of events is going to happen next. That could help. I guess that's true. But we don't know what will happen. Okay. So for the sake of the argument, let's say he does escape. Then I have a pretty decent acrobatics check to get out of her threatened range. No idea what will happen after that, but hopefully I'll avoid an attack of opportunity, which could potentially just grapple me again. Here comes the CMB check. Okay. Dirty 30 against her CMD. No. Well, then he struggles, and that's it. Okay. Eclipse, you have dropped your axe. So I rolled a d12 to see where my axe would land, and it lands between Air Bear's mentor and Makarth. Okay. Presumably you have to go down to the ground to collect it. Correct. So I think this round Eclipse is going to move five feet up and away. And then I'm going to cast a spell on the worm that walks. Okay. It is not affected by single target spells. So as long as it's an AOE, it'll work. So I I lied. I don't want to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. First, I thought this I thought the spell that I had was specifically AoE and it is one creature. Oh yeah. Yeah, it won't be Which sucks. Alright. You can target one of the spiders. Yeah, keep another spider from pouring down his throat into his ears and up his nostrils. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Not on a level four spell. Do we know anything about Ed Turner having spell resistance or anything? You don't know anything along those lines. You'd think if he does, it's because of a spell he's cast, not because of... Anything inherent, yeah. Yeah. Is there a spell check or spellcraft I can do to see? You didn't see him cast anything, so... Yeah. No. He could spend three rounds detecting magic and then spellcraft. Get started now. Get started now? You know what? I'm going to detect his alignment, too, just to make sure. And the next episode, you guys could know. I guess maybe I'll try and hit Ed with this. I think it's a good spell. I think this will be good. Okay. I don't know what else to do. Okay. Because it's going to take me forever to go get my axe, and it's fine. I just feel like using this would be good. So, actually, I would just need a reflex save. Reflex. Gotcha. Uh, 23. You just barely succeed, but that doesn't stop damage. So you are under the effects of pyrotechnic uh, eruption. <laughs> so I'm going to roll 11d6, and you will take half damage. And then next turn, you'll just keep taking damage. So that's fun. All right, I got 43 points of fire damage. So 21? Yep. Okay, that was my turn. Okay. How high is Eclipse in the air? 10 feet. Perfect. No, not perfect. Mm. <laughs> So here's the deal. Quinley? Yep. Still takes 29 points of damage and needs to make me a fortitude save. Oh boy. Alrighty. My dark hero. Oh, okay. Um, do, do, do. Okay. 28. 28 is nice. the save. Now, the swarm stays on Quinley. Hold up. Pleasant. So, Quinley, you are covered in a swarm right now. However, you're not grappled. 
Woo, okay. If you get out of it, you just took that swarm damage. The swarm only stops existing if Uthi moves more than five feet away from it, which it, she is not. So she's within, or more than like a five foot square away from Got it. the swarm. So Hi- Hypothetically, is that on Quinley or could he like five foot step in a direction and not be in that anymore? On his turn, he could move out. Right, of it, right. Right. So okay, that's cool. why, that's why I kept doing the damage yeah. there. Uh, so now it's going to attack Eclipse because she's only 10 feet in the air. Uh, what do I want to do? Uh, I'll probably do a bite with the grab. Ooh, natural one. That's a miss. So now Uthi is threatening Eclipse. Quinley is still in the swarm. It's our bear's turn. He would love to move five feet okay. closer. Because it is difficult terrain, that will provoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I have a fortuitous weapon... I get to take two attacks against you. Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, boy. This is going to hurt. Yeah, so here they come. This uh, One's going to be a 36. Oh, yeah. I think hits you. There we go. The other's a crit threat. Oh, um, I'm going to... I'll use my ability then. Do you want to use it, or do you want to wait for me to try and confirm? Is that how that works? I forget. I think you can... I can't remember if it's a confirmed crit. I mean, if it's make a crit a regular hit, you would assume you would have to confirm it first. Right. That's yeah, what I thought. Right. So let me let me try to confirm it before you use that. Uh, 17 on the die would definitely confirm it. So, yes, you can use okay. that. So two regular hits are going to be 57 points of damage plus two points of bleed. Make a reflex save for moving through the blood. Blood Knight. Nasty business. Don't get him. 13 on the die is going to go up to 30. Okay, you're good. So you move up. He slashes twice into you with this with this katana that you like you remember this like black blade and it it cuts you twice across the chest making like this big X bloody slash into you, but you're able to walk up to him through the blood. Oof. And it 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 brings a a burning flash back into memory and uh, then snaps out of it realizes Markarth is now right next to him Markarth attack the square right in front of me and then he himself is also going to attack uh, just once though because yada yada difficult train sure oh terrible roll Uh, 29 total 29 total, yeah, that's not going to do it, unfortunately. But there's someone else that he uh, can fight with now, so he's he's learning. That is <laughs> helpful. Ed Turner. So Turner is going to turn to the witch. Oh, Asya, could you deal with the archer in the back for me? And he delays. It is the witch's turn. She's up in the air, so she'll fly right over our buddy uh, Quinley, who's just, like, covered in the swarm now. Oh, God. Um, They're eating me alive. Let's see. Does that put me in the range I want? Yes. Notably, she's also 15 feet in the air, so though she went over Quinley and blasted past Matumbe, there's no attacks of opportunity there. Right. Uh, So she's going to split Hex... And I need Uska and Rune to make me 
Will saves. Before you roll that, hang on. Would this cause fatigue, shaken, sick, and staggered? No. At all? Not even one of the effects? No. It is a mind-affecting effect, though. 33 for Uska. Okay. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. Uh, 34. Nice. Frantically searching my sheets to try and find something that I could possibly use to do anything for a rune. There's something I could use, but I just, it doesn't make sense to. Uh, but I rolled well, so I got 28. Okay. Uh, meets beats. So you both take uh, minus four to all your saves for one round as you are evil-eyed. Oof. Then. To saves? To saves. No. Then your good buddy, Ed Turner. Oh, no. Is going to move around Matumbe, which will provoke. All right. I'm just going to roll twice. Uh, this would provoke from Halloran if he was not missing his weapon, but I believe he is still prone on the ground without his weapon. Yes. My lower was a four on the die, so no worries there. He's good. Okay. So Turner is going to move over here. Um, Does he move directly through her? She's in the air. He's on the okay, ground. Okay, just checking. And... <laughs> yeah. Rune, give me a fortitude save. Ah, uh, this is the time. <laughs> As a free action, Rune will have an inspired moment. Okay. You said this was a fortitude save? It is a fortitude save. It does it. Uh, I have a whole list of effects. Let's see. Disease, mind affecting. Necromancy, death. Okay. So my inspired moment did negate the plus or minus four. That's good. So that's nice. That's great. Um, I'm making sure it doesn't get anything else. That is a 29. 29 means you don't take 130 damage. Oh. <laughs> That's a lot. However, you do take 46 damage. Okay. Okay. That's a lot of damage at first. And then... Oh, I needed that inspired moment. Yeah, I only get did. one of that for an entire day, so... Well used. Yeah. Well done. I think with that... I need you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh, oh, I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.